0: Hey, w- welcome. This is uh, Shaq Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Hello and welcome. Can you turn me up a little bit? I don't know which one. I'm on, the, on just a tad. Either. I'm deaf. Thank you. Is that better? That's better. Thank you. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm the Madman. It, and it's chaos here. It's chaos in the studio. It's chaos. chaos. Straight up chaos in chaos. the studio. Chaos. I still can't hear myself. <laughs> so, um. Am I on the right one? Yeah, you gotta f- figure out your, uh. Are you plugged in, bro? Should be. Anyway, welcome to Shock Monkey Radio as uh, Hill Hippie tries to figure out his audio. Sliders. He's trying to figure it out. No longer delicious little hamburgers. EK's dealing (laughs) with all sorts of things. It's a cacophony up in here. Hey, it it finally worked. Mm Mm-hmm, indeed. (laughs) It's just a light. Jedi mind trick (laughs) to close the door to the studio. Well done, well done. Uh, Yeah, so... What a beautiful day we've had today. I mean, it was just so nice. It felt like spring. I
1: thought some some trees might start blooming. They have already started to bud, unfortunately. Yeah, Bad call.
0: Plants, bad call. Yeah,
1: because it's always bad for the trees when they bud too early and the freeze starts hitting again and takes away some of the nutrients that they have for the year.
0: Absolutely. Uh, uh, We usually start with our weekends, but I just do want to take a moment here and say happy birthday to Tom. He's one of my old hosts. Uh, Happy birthday, bro. Happy Uh, birthday. Last week was Hill Hippie's birthday, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm remembering Tom correctly? I think so. Okay, good. And so now now this weekend, this week is uh, Tom's birthday. So happy birthday, Tom. Uh, Yeah, I've run through co-hosts like Kleenex. And so I I do want to say congratulations to my friend Raylord. He was the uh, co-host before Tom. Uh, Talkative Tom. Uh, Congratulations to Raylord because he's getting married woohoo
1: don't classic. do it Oh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm on the
0: fence D-jerk reaction D-jerk reaction uh, so congratulations to him he's getting he's getting married and uh, but you know I, I you know I, I'm i abrasive I run through hosts I mean it's gonna be it's not gonna be too much longer that Hill hippy's gonna be able to deal with me uh, he pretty much uses a smudge stick every time we do a show and every time yeah so <laughs> it's like the bad energy from the madman I have to smudge it uh, I have to smudge the bad energy from the
1: madman. I'm thinking about using copal this time. That way it might last for a full week. Whatever you say, bro. <laughs> Just don't set the house on fire. Uh, not going to happen. Okay. So we usually start with
0: our weekends. How was, our, how was your weekend, Hill Hippie?
1: How was our weekend? I don't know. We didn't share a weekend. And how was your weekend? <laughs> my oh, weekend wait. was uh, uh, fine. I actually did not work this Saturday, which was a nice change. Yeah. Did a little R&R. Sure. Played with my birthday gifts to myself. What'd you get for yourself? You really don't want to know. You already do know, but you don't want to know. Tell these. Are you going to save it for Otherland Dreams tonight? Probably not. Uh, and I could tell the people at Otherland Dreams, the number
0: one show here on FXBG Public Radio. Damn right we are. <laughs> Wait till next month, you son of a bitch. There'll be somebody else and you know it. That's what I love about it. It's like every every month we get, like, somebody takes
1: the lead. No, I was... Last
2: month he had it too. Yeah. yeah
1: month before that oh come on <laughs> i'm sitting a bar high you, come come at me you niche market bastard come at me bro but no i've got myself a uh two uh bare front leg pelts and a coyote pelt hey, where do you
0: buy stuff like that
1: internet there's everything on the internet and i didn't even have to go to the dark web i just had to go to the hillbilly web is,
0: is there such a thing?
1: I don't know. I'm just making it up. I'm coining it. The Hillbilly Web? Yep. Trademark Hill Hippie Productions. Hillbilly Web. Yeah, I guess there's room in the dark web for even the hill, hill Hillbilly Web. Yeah, it's. But ours is a www dot. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it would be. Anything else happen this weekend? I have nothing of particular interest. My weekends yeah. are usually relaxing. I need to. Need the time to recenter myself after hectic work weeks. Absolutely, that's what it's for.
0: People need that. People need to recharge. If you're a person who works every day, you're insane,
1: as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I oh I do want to throw this out there. I did stop by our uh, sponsors, Danny's Pizza.
0: Uh, you want to wait until after my little tirade here, and then we'll go. We'll talk about Danny's. Sure. All right. Uh, cause I, I used to think that EK talked more than anybody else in the world. I mean, this was like when I first met him, this was like a few years ago. I used to think that he talked more than anyone else in the world and I have been nothing but proved wrong ever since. And, um, <laughs> because there's this guy I know, I started talking to him about podcasts and podcasting. Um, and he may be interested in doing a show here. So just FYI, EK. Um, uh, but man, can this guy talk? He talks all the time, all of the time, all of the time, all of the time he is talking. He all walks, all of the times, yeah. He walks from one conversation into another. If you politely excuse yourself and walk away, uh, leaving this guy alone in a room, he will immediately take out his phone and call somebody. All right, this guy talks all the time, you mm-hmm. know, all the time. And to be honest, this hour that we do here on Shock Monkey Radio is the most I speak. All week long. (laughs) All week long.
1: Yeah. That
2: includes Wednesday. That includes Wednesday.
1: I was just thinking that. I was going over my head like, okay, how much does he? No, he does not speak that much. Exactly. So um, I'm just surprised this guy doesn't have more bugs in his teeth.
0: Because, I mean, by my (laughs) estimates, his mouth is open 90% of the time. Seriously, it's open 90% of each and every day. Um, I honestly expect him to pass out mid-sentence every time I see him because he must be at a net loss for oxygen. (laughs) You know? He's got to be putting out more than he's taking in.
1: Uh, He's a mouth breather. It's amazing. But you you don't have to pass every single breath across your vocal cords, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) All right? Maybe that's the only way he
0: knows. And he never says anything interesting. It's all inane and banal, and he... Uh, never ventures beyond the, end, the shallow end of the pool, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, which is, it's good. It's effective for small talk, but you know, it's not a, you know, not anything remotely interesting, you know, <laughs> I work with a guy like that. All right. Uh, let me, let me give you an example. Um, uh, he will describe something that we all just witnessed. So if we're all in a room with this guy and, uh, or on the street with this guy and some other guy starts walking by, he accidentally slips on an icy patch and he flails around, catches himself on the wall and walks off. We all laugh at it. everyone just starts laughing <laughs> And the guy turns, out, oh, I'm okay, yeah, I was stupid you know just an everyday thing that happens you know we could all witness that and then he'll turn around as we're all like this the laughter's dying down. he'll turn around. did you see that? The guy he slipped on the icy patch and he flailed around and he grabbed the wall to steady himself. Oh that was so hilarious. he must be embarrassed. Seriously, he will describe things that we all just witnessed. Like, dude, we were all just laughing. Yeah. You ever go to a comedy show and there's somebody in the audience who says the punchline as they laugh at the punchline? Mm hmm. You know? He goes, Take my wife, please. <laughs> Take my wife, please. He's like that guy. He's like that guy. He's got to repeat a punchline because he can't come up with his own jokes. Steve Martin from The Jerk. Exactly. <laughs> Just you know, oh my god! And it, it's just nonstop the talking. Anyway, I was able to—I wouldn't say I was talking to the guy; I was more or less listening about podcasts. And As podcasts. he talked at yeah, you, at me about, yeah, I could talk all the time, man. I could I can, I can do Yeah, I can do a podcast. You know, I could do a podcast. I could fill an hour with talking about absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And I say, yeah, you know. Anyway, you know, it's. Uh, and so I, the only thing I was able to squeeze into this conversation that he actually heard was um, it's one thing to be able to talk for an hour. This is me quoting. It's one thing to be able to talk for an hour. It's a whole other thing to make it interesting.
2: Yeah. And that's how you stop someone from listening that listens every week. I I want his money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I did tell him. Oh, I don't know if he's listening. Sorry,
2: bro. That's how you alienate one listener. The the one listener that you had. And you're going to you're going to catch other land
1: dreams. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath on that
0: believe me.
2: You know, you pumped up Otherland Dreams being the number one show on the station, but uh Everyone's Shock grown. Monkeys has definitely shown some significant growth over the past year as far as subscribers.
1: Go. Oh, absolutely. Every Every yeah, show this I is think showing... we like
0: went up 100 over the last month.
1: Yeah, yeah every so, show uh, went up significantly this month compared to
0: the yeah, end of every last Yeah, every show went up, but I mean, I... Well,
2: some shows went up more than others. Yeah.
0: Um, but I mean, I gaining 100 over a month, I mean, I'm I'm solid. happy with that couple every day. I'm happy with that. And so I want to thank you listeners. It's like, and if you have anybody else, like any other, other friends that you know that
1: gets us, you know, you get it. You get us. You get it. You get it. You know, you get it. You know, you tell them the uh, some of the stupid stuff that we say on the show. And yeah. you don't have to explain why it's funny. They just start laughing. Exactly. Unless you're
0: stealing our jokes and then you don't want to tell them to, about our podcast because now they're going to be all the new jokes I have every week. They're going to know exactly, you know, I, I'm the funny guy at work because I listen to Shock Monkey Radio and I don't tell anybody about it. I take their jokes and I take it to work. It like, so please stop doing that. You could still use our jokes, but just tell people where you get them from. Yeah. You know, I would really appreciate it. I mean, I do appreciate the listeners that we do have. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And please tell your weird-ass friends who like our weird-ass kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. And also go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, we got a lot of video content out there now where I'm, we're really cranking it out. I got to give props to O E K. You know, running the show, he's able to provide all this support while dealing with all sorts, all sorts of other crazy stuff and going on every single day of every single, every single second of every single day of his life. So what a troop, what a trooper. Thank you, bro. Missing uh, yeah.
1: backpack, toothaches, exactly. little ones running around and, you know, using inappropriate language because they hear it from
0: you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair let's, enough. Let's be honest. Who's the bad? Who's the bad influence here? Are y'all? This y'all th- guy. Yeah, y'all think that you know he's really great and everything. He's like, oh, I like hill hippie more than Madman. And he's like, you're out of your mind. You don't know what he's like off air.
2: He's the most foul mouthed hippie I've ever met. Yeah, you haven't met many yeah. hippies, dude. You're not. You're not stoned enough to be a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you were high, you wouldn't swear as much. If I was high, I wouldn't talk.
0: Yeah, then don't do that. Certainly not during and our that show. that wouldn't
2: work for content.
1: No. <laughs>
0: Any- I know myself. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, pay the bills if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Um, Shock Monkey Radio and FXBG Public Radio is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. Go to dannyspizzaandsubs.com. Uh, they are located in the Lees Hill Center at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue here in Fredericksburg. Um, they have a limited delivery area of about five miles from that Address. So if you're in the north side of town, sorry. If you're down by the river, sorry. Um, drive your yeah, van. If you're way out on Route Three, sorry. Uh, yeah, but you know, get in your damn car and drive down here to the South Side of Chicago, uh, Chicago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow! All of a sudden, I re- I thought I was in that mo- uh, the show Shameless. Because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to look for that main character. Oh Fiona, I'm coming for you. Yeah. You are so gorgeous. Uh, anyway, Danny'sPizzaAndSubs.com. You can reach them at 898-5008. And I'm just going to go over their hours real quick. Uh, Monday through Thursday, they're open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And Friday and Saturday, they're 11 to 10 p.m., 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from noon to 8. And it's always buy one, get one free of equal lesser value pizzas at
1: Danny's Pizza and Subs. I saw you up there. The other day, you got the chicken cordon bleu, based upon my recommendation. I got the Madman's recommended chicken cordon bleu. So what would you think? Did you get it? It was fucking delicious. Right? It was good. I mean, I was, honestly, I was, because they're sponsors, because you work there, I'm like, okay, it's probably just, the peaches are really good. I can't expect the sandwiches to be on par with that. Nope. I was wrong. They're they're just as good. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I got the footlong. I was like, okay, I'm gonna eat one half and save the other half for later. Nope. You no, ate it all right. I ate it all at once.
0: <laughs> yeah, had, had the ranch dressing on there. It was great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not
1: a ranch person,
0: but it, it fits. works on that sandwich. Yeah. It really works on that sandwich. I mean, when I when I first went in there and I was like, Really? You put ranch on the uh, Cordon Blue sandwich? Uh it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because I'd never heard of anybody putting ranch yeah. on a sandwich. But wow, does it work? Mm-hmm. It's like an inside out regular on Blue wrapped in bread and it's Great. Yeah. I love the Cordon bleu. I also love the Virginian. All right. Uh-huh. It, the Virginian sandwich. Uh-huh. It's like turkey, ham, uh, turkey, ham, bacon, cheese, lettuce, mayo, tomato, onions. Sounds like a club. It's like a club, but on a subway, on um, one of their sub rolls, which ah, is delicious. Okay. I mean, uh, Virgin- a club, a club is sandwich, no- let's be honest. A club sandwich is pretty much the same anywhere. But when it comes
1: to a sub, well, the depend- bread, depending on how it's cut. Because right. a club's not a club unless it's cut the right way. I understand that. But, I mean, it. even if – the cut doesn't change the flavor anyway. <laughs> but it's not a club. That's why they call it the Virginian. <laughs> that's a whole different sandwich. It's on a different type of bread. Oh, that, it's a Virginian. Okay. It should have more ham. Virginia's known for its ham.
0: It sure is. It's got good ham here. here in Virginia. Anyway, so that's where our Danny's at. Uh, so let's go over to Hill Hippies Garden. Oh, going straight there, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Right. I'm calling this one a a potential second Salem witch hunt. Oh, okay. Is this a politics issue we're talking about A little bit. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. There is a individual known as uh, Jimmy Tabo. He was the front man for a band called The Schwag. The Schwag? Okay. The Schwag. He was owner of a piece of property... Uh, called Camp Zo out in Missouri in uh, a town right outside the town of Salem, Missouri. There's a 330 acre uh, piece of property where he would hold his swag fest uh, music festivals once a year. Uh, he would have people come out camp, visit. It was very much a like a miniature hippie commune without people living there all the time. Okay And I get it. I've known a guy who's done the exact same thing but on a smaller scale. Where this guy was the the swag, the band he was part of was a, was a Grateful Dead tribute band that actually toured. Okay. So this guy had some money. This guy had a following and started bringing people around. The swag. Swag. <laughs> the swag. Okay. In 2005, the. Uh, when he, st- I think he started doing this in 2001 or 2002, something in that area. But in 2005, the Missouri legislature gave him a uh, entrepreneurial spirit award for the extra revenue that he and his uh, swag stock festivals would generate in the county that he lived in. Every okay. Year. It just they liked how much money they were right, right. bringing into the local community. <laughs> and that's what business. That's what governments do with businesses, yeah. Right. Or f- festivals, stuff like that. Somebody yeah. else had a different take on the whole thing. Okay, let's hear it. It was on November 8, 2010, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration uh, filed documents alleging that the Festival, uh, Swagstock Festival is the site of widespread rampant drug use and sales of illicit drugs. Investigations dating back to 2006 until November 1st, 2010 when Camp Zoe was raided. The paperwork that was put in by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration showed at that point in time they hoped to use a mechanic called asset forfeiture to take the property for Mr. Thibault. Asset forfeiture? Yes. How's that? They wanted to take his land. Eminent domain, bitch. Pretty much, but different uh, under a different way. Under the forfeiture, they did not need to convict uh, Mr. turbot of any type of crime. Uh, yeah, they did not have to convict the property owners of a crime. The government just had to show a preponderance of evidence that the property was part of criminal activity. And how did, what evidence did they produce? During the raid... All that was found was three ounces of marijuana and not all in one spot. It was from 15 separate arrests. A grand total of three ounces of marijuana. That's all they found? That's all they found. Unbelievable. Yet, the property was seized. Well, I think that brings up a
0: bigger issue about why marijuana is still illegal in certain parts of the country. You know? Mm-hmm. Because it's like sometimes you can't get anybody on anything other than marijuana possession. Right. And I think government's like that. And it's like, I want to get this guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom, we got some weed off him.
1: Boom. We caught you riding dirty. And the federal government was used because their uh, asset forfeiture laws are uh, <clears throat> much harsher than the ones in the state of Missouri. Much easier to take the property using the federal laws versus the uh, the state laws. <sighs> Callie. Now... Knowing a guy who is in this guy's exact shoes, not so much as with the, you know, the raids or anything like that, but a guy who held a yearly music festival on his personal property. I know how these things operate. Mr. Tobot had his security people there who were told not to allow things in. You're not. Uh, if you see anybody making any type of sales, kick them off the property. If you see illicit drugs, kick them off the property. And then me, myself, working at, at this said music festival on my friend's property, that's the way we operated it, too. Because you you don't want that type of thing anymore. Oh, yeah. You want a family-friendly environment. Because it's hippies. They take their kids everywhere. <laughs> and they produce a lot of them. And they don't believe in condoms. Well, condoms suck. They do. They absolutely do. I really don't like them. But the, uh, the desire to take this property was so strong that ten days after the raid— and it's it was three days after the charges were filed in the Riverfront Times, a weekly newspaper in St. Louis, there was an article that the the headline of this article was Camp Zo Site of swag, stack, uh, swag stock. Why do I keep tripping up on that word? Facing seizure after drug investi- uh, after drug investigation. Three days after charges, it's already being announced in the newspaper that they' it's going to be seized. They had the plan to take that property be- long before they uh, actually made the raid. This property is valued at over a million dollars. This uh, The owner was had so much equity into it, he only owed $300,000 by the time they seized it from him. It's horrible, man. Absolutely. Missouri has since bought the property back from the federal government, and it is now Echo Bluff State Park. That's horrible. That's horrible. That's just Is this stuff that you write in your mushroom cultivation book? I couldn't find my other tab uh, my other okay. tablet of paper. You just
0: like on one page you're sitting there, you're making your mushroom note. You're making your mushroom notes and then all of a sudden oh oh I got a rant about something that just popped in my head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> As you can see, that's
0: that's yeah. exactly what it is. My uh my note my notebooks in high school were like that. Where um it's like um all my notes would be in, you know, in the body area of the page, but in the margins would be these crazy ass rants <laughs> all in the margin. <laughs> i would take some notes. And it's like, continue this rant. I'm yelling about like how Snake
1: Eyes is be- like a k- kick the shit out of Quick Kick. And we, all, <laughs> we all know that. We all know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Snake Eyes is definitely the bigger badass of the two. Exactly. Well, thank you, Hill Hippie, for your garden. That seems horrible. Seems pretty horrible. Yeah, I just I, I don't understand how your property could be seized by the government because of you know yeah yeah you didn't even commit the crime you knew uh, you were trying to prevent these crimes from going on yet they're still going to come take your property saying that the property itself was part of the problem. Crazy, crazy. And you know what's going to happen now? Mm. All those people who uh, reminisce about going out to that property are still going to go out of that property, still going to do drugs and probably still going to buy drugs. Yeah. And now it's a state park. Yeah, and just in the state park, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, so I guess that would make it easier for local law enforcement to uh, so, to, to pick, uh, make busts so it, therefore they can get the extra revenue, but it's based upon the idea
0: that like oh they the they busted this place so we're going to go back to the same actual physical location to yeah. to continue doing that because that's the rules about drug dealing, is that? Yeah. You Mon- cannot change the drug dealing sale location. It's no. like if you pick a
1: corner, that's that's your corner. That's your corner. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you know you got to fight for it, you know. I think they're mistaking that with like some guy hot some dog carts. blasting, yeah, you
0: yeah.
1: know. <laughs> <Hot> <laughs> it's, dog- it's the same type
0: of thing. Yeah. Selling drugs on a street quarter is the same as selling hot dogs on a street quarter. Yes. All right? <laughs> sometimes you bump into drug dealers. Sometimes you bump into people selling hot dogs. It just depends on what day of the week. Really? And who knows? You might be
1: might be a guy selling hot dogs and drugs.
0: Double. Yeah, you never know.
1: Especially if they're selling marijuana because, you know, hey, I'm here. Might as well get ahead on the munchies game. And you, And, of course, you know drug dealers love state parks.
0: To sell drugs in absolutely. Anyway, I was thinking that we should remake Hogan here, Hogan's Heroes. Okay, bear with me now. All right, but in this TV show, it only still stars Hulk Hogan and a bunch of other old wrestlers. All right.
1: Okay. If they're still alive, is Jimmy Superfly's nookah? Is he still alive? I wouldn't know. Okay. How about is is Macho Man Randy Savage? No. Yeah, alive? but he's become a recluse and never leaves his house. no.
0: Many slim gyms. Um, anyway, I was thinking it's like it could be a bunch of like uh, uh, old pro wrestlers in a POW camp in a like a, a, a dystopian uh, socialist America headed by President Ocasio Cortez, um, <laughs> <laughs> where all violent sports are are banned. Right, and the joke was always that the Hulkster and Junkyard Dog, if he's still alive, the Undertaker are all sitting there trying to uh, convince the segregation camp leaders that wrestling is fake. Without actually saying it's fake, right? <laughs> That's the joke. It's like we, we want to prove that we don't deserve to be in prison because wrestling is fake, but we cannot say that wrestling is fake, right? But then their Colonel Clink or whoever, you know, um, uh, he, he – when they say they're trying that, to – try to elude that it's fake and then he bring out like these old uh, band recordings – of old wrestling matches, and he'd be like, and that blood, Mister Hogan?" I assume that is a fake. I assume that is fake blood running all over Mister Foley's face. Hmm. I think it'd be fun.
1: I'd watch that show. It could be interesting. I, I don't know how long-running a running show that. Watch could
0: Hogan's be. Heroes, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Watch Hogan's Heroes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and how many surgeries have you had, Mister Hogan? I don't know. I was just sitting
0: around thinking about his sex tape and how like. If they
1: can remake a new one. I'm worried about you.
0: It's like if they should make a new Hulk Hogan sex tape where he's just like all in. That's
2: right. (laughs) You're big.
0: (laughs) And he gets the Hulkamania going.
1: And he's all in. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And he's like, that's right, brother. I'm doing it. Oh. And he just starts. (coughs) It's like all these chicks around him. He's like. And they're all trying to like stop him, but he's like, No, I must fuck. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> We should make a make a new Hulk Hogan sex tape. Hulk Hogan, email me at madman at fxvgpr.com and we will make you a new porno movie and we will make billions together, sir. Anyway, you wanna get into the news worth knowing? <laughs> You ready to
1: get into the news worth knowing? Yeah, I need to get that out of my
0: brain. All right, let's stop thinking about Hulk Hogan in a
1: porn movie. Uh, The
0: logistics of shooting said film. Uh, What? And The logistics of shooting said film.
1: Yeah, the logistics of shooting said film for me is this simple. I'm out. Do it yourself.
0: Mm -mm. News worth knowing. Let's go to our top story here in Virginia. This has been going on all weekend. They've been talking about a goddamn picture all weekend. One single JPEG all weekend. All right. All right, I call this bit Ralph Northam breaks the internet. Um, <laughs> why did the yearbook... Anyway, I'm going to read this article. Let me, pull up, let me pull up this article. Because I think we all pretty much know what I'm about to say. NBC News panel blames Trump for uh, Governor Ralph Northam's uh, blackface scandal. All right. NBC News commentators place blame for on Donald Trump. Well, this is them just trying to skew it their way. Um, last Friday, Northam's 1984 medical school yearbook entry went viral because it featured featured an image of a man in blackface and a man in a KKK hood and robe. The Democrat initially accepted responsibility and offered an apology. Then he reversed course and claimed he did believe that the controversial image, he that he did believe the controversial inner image featured him at all. That's a, that's a typo. Hmm. He, he said it was him in the photo. And then he, he apologized for it. And then he reversed his uh, claim that he was not in the photo. Um, but at the, at the press conference, he did admit to using blackface while dressing up as Michael Jackson. Uh, on the Today Show, co-host Craig Melvin asked the panel why blackface seems all of a sudden uh, front and center in America again. Princeton University professor Eddie Glaude Jr. responded by tying Northam's scandal to the president. Anyone anyway, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they're just yeah, I was like hey let's deflect it's, it's Trump's fault <laughs> you know um that's a go-to move yeah and they're just sitting there like all of a sudden this is about because because trump's because Trump wants to build a wall this is the logic they're doing in this article okay because Trump wants to build a wall that caused Ralph Northam to take that picture of himself in 1984 in blackface and or a KKK hood oh God.
1: Yeah, look, there's plenty of stuff out there you can legitimately blame Trump for. This ain't one of them. Yeah, and now there's
0: this stuff like where the lieutenant governor, uh, lieutenant governor or something like that, is getting um, all of a sudden this issue of like sexual harassment or something like that, or sexual assault claims mm-hmm. on him. And I'm just like, Jesus, what the hell's going on in Virginia
1: at the governor's mansion? What the hell's going on? Apparently, a lot of parties where a lot of bad things are happening. All right, so here's here's my
0: how can I put this? My opinion of this controversy controversy over a picture from 1984. Number one, why did the yearbook print the photo in 1984 if that kind of picture was so offensive in 1984? Because I hear a lot of people saying that. It's like, oh, even in the 80s, nobody ever did that. We knew better. We knew better 10 years before that mm. than to do blackface. Bullshit! People have been doing blackface all throughout theater. All throughout theater, even up to the current era. Does anyone remember Remember Robert Downey Jr. playing a black man in a film called Tropic Thunder? Oh, yeah.
2: You can't say you
0: people. Exactly. And they, <laughs> they did blackface with Robert Downey Jr. I see what you did there. They did blackface with Robert Downey Jr., but the interactions he had with Al Pacino and stuff like that made it so hilarious that people are willing to give it a pass. Because they handled that subject of a guy... An Australian man going through a medical procedure to get his entire skin colored to be a black man, to play a black man for a role. That is straight up blackface. Yeah. They did it in a movie, and because it's so hilarious, the way they dealt with it, it gets a pass. You know? And this is a modern era movie. hmm Let's be honest. and People were, like, there are performers who did blackface even in the 80s, even in the 70s. I think even up to, like, the early 90s, you, you could find some. Performers, and then I think it was Tropic Thunder was the next next one. I'm not saying that it's right. All
1: right? Right. But for some reason, Robert Downey Jr. gets a pass, and this guy does not. Well, here's the difference between that. I mean, they've got a guy in blackface, and they got a guy in a KKK hood. What in the hell were they shooting for there? I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem like there was a positive message in blacks. that picture. They were
2: shooting for blacks. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Oh... E.K.,
2: go
0: play with your phone.
2: Come on. You set that <laughs> oh. joke up. You set it. What were they shooting for? That's the phrase you chose.
0: That was him. I don't think he was.
2: Were
1: you thinking of setting up a no. horrible joke like that? No. Okay.
0: That's you. That's all on E.K. That's you went.
1: That's all on E.K., everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to throw me under the bus. Well, here's right. what I'm saying.
2: If you've been on the internet at all, you've also seen the pictures of Whoopi Goldberg laughing while looking up at Ted Danson in blackface. There was a time in the 80s that it wasn't offensive I've seen because how... it was humorous. Have you seen Dumbo? Yeah. There's lots of there's blackface. The I era. ain't seen about anything. Yeah. I've seen nothing but the black crows. Stereotyping oh, I... was acceptable was... and humorous. I was
0: like that was a good band. In that era. <laughs> it doesn't make it
2: okay. And I I am not in the habit of of defending uh any political whatever, uh, but Ralph Northam is no—it's no different than Trump saying "grab him by the pussy." In my eyes, it, it, it was said before he was in office. It was there's there is there so much time has passed. He may maybe now he doesn't appreciate humor like that. That's what
0: I mean. People change.
2: Yeah, especially from their people college change. days.
0: Yeah, people but, change. And um, so my question is: if it was so bad in 1984, why was it printed in that medical school yearbook in 1984? my next que- my ma- my next question money. is um why did we're coming around to it all right? why did the university put that photo on the internet in this day and age money cuz what i from what i understand it was it was on their website mm. why would you put that picture on your website in this day and age
1: that's what i don't understand
0: Oh, that, that was... Can you jiggle the mouse there? Uh, that one's
1: different than money. That one's a political agenda. Jiggle the mouse so the snake will eat it. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> the monitor went to sleep, so I had to like, jiggle the mouse so the are snake will Zander? eat it. Exactly. Jiggle the mouse so the snake will eat it. I feel like there's an innuendo in there somewhere. I'm just not get, seeing it. You know what snakes eat? Mice. Okay. You know, you know, uh, mice you are, know what an innuendo is? In your endo. There you go.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so this has been the big news story of the day, and even though he's a Democrat, I mean, you can't. I'm not about this. You know, I'm. Yeah, I would love to see a Democrat not be the governor, but this is a bullshit reason to say you need to you need to resign from office because of this photo that nobody can prove that you're actually in. That is ridiculous. That is straight up. I mean. I didn't like when they did this to Kavanaugh, and okay, I certainly so, don't like it when they did this to Ralph Norfolk. All right, Norfolk. right, right,
1: right, right. Wait, 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 wait. So, he is not in the photo. They're claiming that he is either in blackface or underneath the hood. They say he's in the foot in the photo, but you can't prove it. You can't prove it. Then you can't use it against him. That's right. Welcome to law. It's a simple it, law. It, it, wow. Just. It, 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 Attack any way possible. He was in this school at this point in time, and here is this picture, so therefore he must be a part of it. Maybe he was the one taking the picture. Say, for example.
0: Ugh. All right, let me let me put it like this. Um, say, for example, we have these videos of us that are on the Internet mm-hmm. and so forth. And say the madman actually goes madman and, uh, like, goes on a shooting spree. No, let's hypothetically. Say t-
2: hypothetically.
0: Hypothetically. Hypothetically, it's not going to happen. But say I did that 10 years from now. You know, I obviously, like, get shot by the police or end up shooting myself. And then all of a sudden, people start clipping together a bunch of uh, videos from my YouTube channel. Search for the Mad Men lowercase or FXBG Public Radio. (laughs) And they clip a bunch of videos from my YouTube channel where it's you and me and it's all these... hmm. You, yeah, I agree with the madman. It's like all these little snippets of you agreeing with me, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, check out this video. These are a bunch of excerpts from the Hill Hippie on uh, FXVG Public Radio, Shock Monkey Radio, with that crazy guy who went and shot up everybody.
1: Hypothetically. Hypothetically.
0: And then all of a sudden the blame comes on
1: you, and you're in some sort of important hippie job. What kind of jo- important hippie jobs are there? Farmers. P- Peta. Farmers. I guess PETA. I don't know. I, I don't believe in PETA. I could take you to the building, dude. It's a short drive, a couple hours. I still don't care. It's there. I don't care. It's a real place. So what? You don't believe in PETA? Nope. It exists, dude. The only PETA I believe in is the one between my legs.
0: Let's go on to the next story. There you go. A Tennessee man died of meth overdose before being eaten by a bear at a national park. This is based upon the autopsy of the... Of the bear? Of the three pounds of rem- what remained of this man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, it, it, yeah. okay,
1: go ahead. For, All right, you ready? Yeah, yeah, go. I, I'm, I've got All a couple of right. ready for this one. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: a man whose body was discovered partially eaten by a bear in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park last year died of a meth overdose before the bear ever got to him, according to an autopsy released on Monday. Uh, the remains of William Lee Hill, Jr., 30, of Louisville, Tennessee, uh, were discovered in the National park in September when officials in, uh, encountered a bear feeding on the body in an area off the trail without knowing the exact cause of death park officials and wildlife, wildlife professionals decided to euthanize the bear a few days later for public safety reasons <laughs> uh, but on Monday the Knox County Regional Forensic Center revealed Hill died of accidental methamphetamine intoxication uh, Hill had had a history of drug drug use and his body was found near syringes and other drug paraphernalia according to a copy of the report obtained by the knoxville news sentinel the 30 year old had gone to the park with his friend joshua david morgan to illegally remove ginseng from the park but the pair became separated what are you confused about i'm almost done with the article morgan 31 died october 1st at the hospital in tennessee according to his obituary which does not list the cause of death the uh, There's a three-year-old, 155-pound bear who was euthanized and showed no signs of rabies. Um, Yeah, there's about 1,500 bears that are in that that park along the uh, Tennessee-North Carolina border. And they're rarely aggressive. Uh, And attacks are rare. Bears are wild animals and dangerous and unpredictable. Do not approach the bears or allow them to approach you. That's an interesting thing to say. Yeah, I was confused about illegally
1: moving ginseng. Okay. Illegally removing ginseng. Well, there's a lot of laws involved when it comes to ginsenging. Okay. just going out and collecting ginseng root. Interesting. Because you can, it's it's something they do in West Virginia quite a bit. Uh, But, you know, you go out and get the ginseng root. um, You take it and you sell it. Uh, There's like certain laws about how old the plant is and how big it is before you can take it. You can't take it. Because can it be lethal at a certain point? That I'm not sure. I just know the legality of it. There's certain times of the year you can take it, certain ages of the plant, certain sizes it's got to be. I think some areas require you to actually have a ginseng license. That's friggin' interesting.
0: Okay. Um. So I guess, this, you know, just what
1: 30-year-olds do, they go out to the park, shoot up some meth, and look for ginseng. Let's find me some ginseng, boys. We're going to make some money and buy some old meth. You know, here's the thing. You know, you mentioned that there was 1,500 uh, bears in that area. Yeah. You know how they found the one that they euthanized, right? Oh. They look for the one that was tweaked out. <laughs> right. <laughs> bears and other wild animals, they'll go for the intestines first. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's, if the guy was... Heavy with bl- the blood, yeah. If the guy had uh, that much in him that would have killed him, you know that bear caught some of it. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> wonder what the that poor bear was thinking. He, I just had me a nice big. Old, what the fuck's going on? That's a messed up story, man. It is. I was
0: wondering like dum ba-dum-bum, ba-dum-bum. I always wondered, Wee- like, yeah. I wonder, wonder like if vampire, if it's like, if like a, a vampire, because uh, what was that movie? The Interview with the Vampire. Mm-hmm. And we're playing the Vampire game and uh, FXVG Pirate Gamers on Wednesdays at eight. And um, I was thinking about if if you if you're an Interview with Vampire and you're a vampire in San Francisco. The odds that you're gonna like kill somebody and drink the blood of somebody who is like super tripping out on something, very high. Or Washington, Oregon. Yeah, and, yeah. Any 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 of the left coast states. The um, I just wonder is like if you if a vampire like what would happen to a vampire who like somebody who is really rolling on ecstasy? You <laughs> <laughs> drink the blood of somebody who's rolling on ecstasy. Vampire drinks the blood. And it's like what happens to him? I mean, I mean it there. Van- different, different lore and different things about vampires. They like they can perform sexually or they can't perform sexually. Um, I prefer that they didn't, because I don't want the competition.
1: Just one more dude that's getting laid more than me. Uh, here's the thing: <clears throat> you don't even have to be fucking to truly enjoy ecstasy. You know, vampires has a snack or his meal, however much blood he bloody drinks, ecstasy starts kicking in. He's like, oh my god. And, Starts running his tongue over his fangs. My fangs feel so fantastic. They're so smooth and they're so sharp. Oh, my God. He starts running his hands up and down his goth clothing. Oh, the lace feels so good under my fingers. You walk into the graveyard and there's
0: some vampire rubbing up against a statue. You know, some <laughs> gravestone. Feels so good. It's so cold. And, and if they do experience some effect of the drug, is like if they take somebody, if they drink from somebody who takes... Enough heroin to kill them. Mm-hmm. And they get eat, uh, drank by a vampire before they died of that. Right. Would the vampire
1: die? The vampire's already dead. <clears throat> this is tricky. So he just has one uh, super high. He I just the vampire fall. Well, here's what's going to happen the vampire passed the fuck out and not Alf, and he would never wake up again because he would probably, unless he, this happens inside, the sun would rise and he'd fry.
0: Well, it's just I've been selling meth to this vampire for so long, and he just he never buys the heroin. And it's like, why aren't you buying in the heroin?
1: And so he's like, I just don't like heroin. And so I thought maybe that was kind of their weakness. You know, he said he doesn't like heroin. I mean,. He, might, he didn't say I'm allergic to it. I don't sell heroin. I don't sell meth, and I'm not going to go shoot anything.
0: Okay, just want to let you know. You only talk about a one in a million shot.
1: Satire. Satire. <laughs> sense of humor. Have one. I still feel sorry for that bear. Tell oh, your friend. Yeah. That poor it, bear. It man. was a free meal for him. It was a free meal. He enjoyed himself. He had the ride of his life, and then uh, you just ate the wrong thing. Land of the free. A person. It doesn't apply to bears.
0: They were here before we were. All right, Hill Hippie. Let's talk about more animal attacks because being attacked by a bear or eaten by a bear terrifies the shit out of me. You know what scares me more than that? Being attacked by a a cougar? Being attacked by a cougar or mountain lion, whatever you want to call them because there is nothing more vicious than cats. Colorado man fights off, kills mountain lion during a trail run, suffers severe
1: injuries. He survived, dude. That's pretty badass. Excuse me. I bet you he was carrying a pucking knife. I hope so. Excuse me.
0: Colorado runner was attacked Monday by a mountain lion during a trail run. Burp. Excuse me. In the northern part of the state, and resulted in puncture wounds to his face, arms, legs, and the death, uh, and his back, and it resulted in the death of the animal. Rebecca Farrell, a spokesman for Colorado Parks and Wildlife, tells the Colorodian. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Coloradian. What the hell word is that? Color Coloradoan? Coloradoan? Wow. Colorado. Coloradan. All right. uh, the man was running alone at hors- Horse Tooth Mountain open space near Fort Collins when he was attacked from behind by the uh, big cat. <laughs> <laughs> the cougar attacked him from behind. Anyway. The cougar. <laughs> Yeah. And is how old do you say this guy was? Uh, the, His name hasn't been released. It doesn't say how old he is. Okay. Uh, I bet
1: you know it was a young man at the, the cougar attack. If he won. Yeah, young, if it was, yeah
0: <laughs> he, was, he was 19. <laughs>
2: All
0: right. uh, he fought off the cougar, killing it in the process, and hiked out of the area and drove himself to the hospital. Uh, the Denver Post reported that the runner suffered serious injuries that included facial bite wounds. Lacerated. Uh, fuck cougars. Uh, he is suspected to recover, however. Uh, wildlife... Officers searching the trail found the juvenile mountain lion's body near several of the runner's possessions. So he'd like, he like like but ran out of there. He must have been bleeding pretty bad. Um, they estimated the animal weighed about 80 pounds. That's enough. Runner did everything he could do to save his life in the event of a lion attack. Lion attack you need to do anything in your power to fight back, just as this gentleman did. This is Mark Leslie from Colorado Parks and Wildlife Northrest, Northeast Region. Uh, manager. The last mountain lion attack in Colorado was reported in June 2016 in Pitkin County. We probably covered it, too, because that kind of of, uh, leaps out in the news to me. It's like somebody got attacked by a bear, cougar, something scary, right? I was like, I pay attention to those news stories because those things scare the crap out of me. I have a video about it. The Madman's Fear of Animals It's over on my YouTube channel. Search for Madman, lowercase.
1: And nothing causes fear in the face of the Madman more than a horse. I'm not going to talk about
0: horses. Uh, this is a quote from Ty Petersburg, area wildlife manager for CPW. He said, mountain lion attacks are not common in Colorado, and it's unfortunate that the lion's hunting
1: instincts were triggered by the runner. Um, this could have been a very different outcome. Yeah, a little bit. Could have been way different. Let's see. I'm more interested in how the guy took the cougar out. It doesn't say any...
0: Yeah, any details, not uh, about him or anything. I I don't know. I don't know. You know what a mua is? Because
1: I'm curious. Did the guy have a guy have knife? a pocket knife, Probably like he should, knife. or did he have to go like all king diamond and just rip part of the cougar's throat out with his own teeth? Because that would be badass. Uh, just how great is that? Because they're going for the fucking throat. But if and but he's if, like, "Fuck you, cougar."
0: <laughs> but if that happened, wouldn't don't you think that would have made the story that the the wildlife officials who found the corpse so It's like, dude, he chewed out the throat.
1: Of the cougar, that would make the story. I think. I think they would be so uh, skeeved out by it, they're like, "Yeah, let's not tell people about this." <laughs> yeah, it could could be either way. We don't know. You know what a uh, muamua is? A muamua?
0: A muamua? No. All right. Anyway, here's the headline: Hardware profession, hardword prof, doesn't back down from claims that alien spacecraft may be zipping past Jupiter orbit.
1: Eyes. Now you know. No. I saw the – oh, wait. Yeah, now I know the, the cigar-shaped uh, yeah. asteroid. There you go. Yeah. I, I saw this article earlier today, and I almost read it, so I'm glad I held off on it. Okay. Uh, uh, Avi Loeb, one of the top astronomy professors in the
0: world, uh, boasting – I love this phrase, This boasting of decades of Ivy League professorships and hundreds of publicized works in respected astronomy publications is remaining defiant that the space object, dubbed as a muamua, first noticed by Hawaiian astronomers in 2017 could be from another civilization. Quote, Considering artificial origin in artificial origin, one possibility is that a muamua is a light sail floating in interstellar space as a debris from an advanced technological equipment. Lobe And his colleague, Shmuel Bayali, told astrophysical journal journal letters in November, according to the Washington Post. A muamua is not an alien spaceship, and the authors of the paper insult on a scientific inquiry to even suggest it. Ohio State University astrophysicist Paul M. Sutter wrote in a tweet, Other scientists are more diplomatic and haven't publicly countered Loeb's claims, only saying that the object is likely to be some sort of rock, whether it's a piece of an asteroid or a comic. Do you see do you see what's going on here? Scientists trolling each other? Yeah, scientists trolling each other. Uh... And he thinks because, you know, because you have a Harvard, Harvard education and years. I have years of teaching professorships at many Ivy League institutions. Amoo amu. That's definitely alien.
1: I'm educated and I know. <laughs> I offer no proof. But I am who I am, so therefore I am right. Ohio State, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State says <laughs> I'm foolish. I went to Harvard, motherfucker. I went to Harvard. And taught there. Fuck I- Ivy League people. Fuck colleges. Because I tell you, it was like from what I've seen people, people coming out of colleges, uh, I think I had a better education by joining the U.S. military, by joining the Navy. And if. If you have, like, multiple master's de- degrees in astrophysics and shit like that, and you're saying, it must be an alien civilization sending a rock hurtling into our solar system. I went to Harvard.
1: I must know. Uh, here's <clears throat> here's my take on both uh, both sides of this story. Neither one of you re- fuckers r- truly know. Because we did not go to that object. We did not <laughs> run any physical test on that object. So... There's a greater percentage of the one of you is right than the other. But neither one of you really fucking know. So stop acting like your shit don't fucking stink.
0: It reminds me of something that somebody said to me once. It's like, you know, those Indian guys who go like meditate and stuff like that. They know more about spirituality than anybody else in the world. And I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? That uh, makes no sense. I think sitting around doing nothing gives you more insight into your spirit. Anyway. Uh, that's a whole other topic. We, maybe we can get back into that next week. But well, we got about nine minutes left, Evan. We're definitely talking about the shark bong. <laughs> we are definitely talking about this. I wanted to save it for one of my last stories. Um, baby shark, shark, uh, fish, <laughs> all right, fisherman who smoked out of a dead shark bong speaks out after backlash. Uh, fisherman is reporting. Uh, responding to the public outrage that followed a video of him smoking out of a shark that he turned into a makeshift bong, all while listening to the popular children's song "Baby Shark," oh yeah. Oh. All right. I the fish. Was nowhere,
2: <laughs>
0: the fisherman known as Billy recorded the controversial video, turning a small dead shark that his friend caught into a bong for his social media account, fried fishing. <coughs> you get it? <laughs> I get okay. It. <laughs> which follows the antics of a group of young Australian fishermen. In the video, Billy is seen in the fishing boat with his friends holding a shark uh, with a crude carb inserted into the top of the head and the mouthpiece of it off the side of the dorsal fin. Billy inhales deeply from the back tube and seemingly bobs along to the baby shark tune, though the song appears to have been edited in later. The video quickly pulled in thousands of views, as well as comments condemning the young man's act. Quote, all living creatures have the right to exist. What you did was fucking disgraceful. I feel sorry for your family and friends for being associated with you, one enraged woman commented. However, not everyone is offended by the man's actions. Hundreds on Facebook claimed the fisherman had the right to do what he wants with his catch and felt people were too sensitive. Quote, the shark is dead though. I don't get why it offends people so much, one commented. Quote, that music gets me every time, one wrote. (laughs) Uh, Quote, Can't have a joke about anything anymore," another wrote. The fried fishing account also shared other video showing a different member of the crew smoking other dead fish, so they took turns. Uh, since the recording, yeah, <laughs> you got to pass the bong, man. Exactly. Uh, since the recording was shared, uh, Billy has responded to the backlash on the fried fishing, fried fishing Facebook account. Calling out media as running fake stories about the incident and claiming that he was smoke what he was smoking was tobacco and not marijuana, which is illegal in Australia. But does, uh, okay,
1: that doesn't matter. Okay.
0: Anyway, this is what he said. Uh, let's clear up some air on this. The shark was caught by my mate fishing when we were. Uh, let's clear up air. Let's clear some air on this. The shark's caught by my mate fishing when we are fishing for mangrove jacks on Friday. Is that too English or... A little bit. Okay. After two nights, left in the ice box, I came up with the idea. So I'd been dead for two days. Yeah. All right. There is no possible way it was alive, the statement continued. It was tobacco I'd happily
1: take the drug test to prove.
0: What does it matter? Anyway, I don't care if it's weed or tobacco. I I, I mean, that's not the issue.
1: I guess the... uh that's not the issue, The right? repercussions for smoking marijuana in Australia are that high that he's like, no, it wasn't pot. It wasn't pot. I'll take the test. I'll prove it. wasn't pot.
0: Anyway, I read this story. I laughed my ass off. I laughed. my. I mean, yeah, you're basically desecrating a corpse. You know, it's like, well, let's make a bong out of your dead grandma. You know, I get it. I get why people are pissed off about it. However, the fish was already dead. Number, uh, number two...
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of gross, and that weed probably tasted horrible. But probably not. If there was a tube running from the dorsal fin up to the carb, I guarantee none of it passed actually through the decaying flesh of the shark. You're just talking about the, the air bubble or whatever that's in the... Right? But they said there was a tube coming from the dorsal fin. Yeah. is where they drew from. Yeah. And then they had the carb up front, so I'm assuming the the tube connected to the carb.
0: Still... Your hands would just smell like fucking shark. Your hands would smell like dead fish. And I thought it was hilarious because there's nothing I can do about it.
1: It, nope. seems, it seems pretty horrible. So you might as well laugh at, at uh, it, you know? You know what? Uh, like you said, the animal was already dead. It, as long as the fish was caught uh, humanely and legally, he has a right to do with it what he wants. Whether you, be- true. whether you believe in, uh, you're one of those anti-fishing people, anti-hunting people, which I'm neither one of those, uh, it's no different than taking you know going out hunting a deer, and te- once you've got <coughs> the meat, having a taxidermy head put a- put on your wall, yeah. and then taking that taxidermy head and building a bong out of it. Wasn't there like a, a, a no fucking difference? Yeah. Wasn't Except there like team missed the, uh, skip the taxidermy step? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, wasn't there like a, I think it was Effer Family where
0: um they they found a deer in the woods or something like I think it was F for Family. F is for Family on Netflix. Um where they found uh, they found a deer in the woods and she's a veterinarian and she's like, I can save this deer's life and she takes it back to her place and starts like trying to fix it up at the
1: clinic. And then all of a sudden the hunter shows up and says, I have a legal right to this deer. That's not F for F is for family. What is that? Is that I'm not sure, but I know I know F is for family. I've just recently rewatched the uh the it's something. first season, I need to rewatch the second season, but it's not that. None of the characters in that. Rick hurt. and Morty. It's Rick and Morty? That's
0: because right. It is Rick and Morty.
2: Beth is a that's vet. That's
0: right. Beth is a vet. That's right. Because, I mean, that's true, and I thought that that was great. Sorry, that's Rick and Morty. I should know the difference. And and that's true. Is like once you shoot a deer or once you catch a fish, you have legal rights over that creature. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, it's like, fuck you. It's like, if I want to make a bong out of this goddamn shark, that's my business. Right. But I could sit here and say, that's disgusting.
1: <laughs> all I want, you know. I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, maybe they took it. They, here's a better question. Did they make the bong, you know, by inserting the tubes in the carb? Then stick it back in the freezer. That way the fish didn't, you know, start to rot. And then pulled it out of the freezer frozen and smoked from a thin. That way the smoke got nice and cool as it passed through. It's, it's, it's 100% gross. No matter what.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway. Hey, uh, you know what? It's definitely a unique piece. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's
0: for sure. It's a unique piece. See me in about a month. <laughs> you won't have no reseal value on it. No. All right. Uh, let's do this last story. have, we got two minutes left. Um, you remember the Paris train attack mm-hmm. uh, in 2015? Uh, the three Americans who thwarted that attack on that Paris-bound train uh, were awarded French citizenship on Thursday at a special naturalization ceremony in Sacramento, 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 France. I guess. I probably came here to swear them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ain't
1: going back over there. We're not going back. Last time we were there, we had to thwart a terrorist attack. Yes, sir. Yes. And we don't want to go back, but we want to give you French citizenship. And like, that, that's, our, your, that's our reward? Yeah. Really?
0: It's like, I, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, that's very nice of you and so forth, but why would I go back? Last time I went there, I, I had to fight the terrorists. Right. Last time I went there, I almost got blown the fuck up. And I had to stop it. I'm not even in your country. You should have deputized me or
1: something. Right. Anyway. That. Forget, the, forget give me citizenship. Unless that citizenship, uh, citizenship comes with a key to all the uh, French whorehouses, I'm out. Right. Well, I mean, I, I guess if you're an American in France, you get that
0: anyway. I don't know how it works. Well, if you got the key, then you don't have to pay. Yeah. Or maybe that was just a special, special offer between, I think, 44 and 49. Anyway. Probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's Anthony Sadler, Alec Scarlato's. And Spencer Stone, they were aboard the 517 train to Paris in August 2015 when a terrorist attempted to open fire on passengers on the train. The trio were among a handful of people who helped tackle and subdue the assailant whose assault rifle had jammed. Anyway, I guess that's cool for what it's worth. Cool, that's cool, France. Yeah, that's very nice, but why would they go back? They had to do your job for you. How about some
1: cash to go with that citizenship? Something for the casinos or something. And what it was was they, they are Americans. They really don't deserve anything, but we'll give them citizenship. That way they feel like they got something.
0: Probably. That's <laughs> probably how it went down. Anyway, we're, we're um, I count 701. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. Check us out on Facebook, Shock Monkey Radio Redux. Check me out on YouTube. Search for the Madman. lowercase. Please go over to Patreon.com slash Shock Radio. Become a patron and help keep this thing going.
1: I'm the madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the hill hippie, wishing you all peace and love.